And turn with me to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. That's in your Old Testament, kind of towards the middle there. So Psalm 100. If you're at Psalm 100, say amen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give you a little more time. <laughs> About half of y'all said amen. I guess I should have said, if you're not there, say oh me. <laughs> All right. So Psalm 100, if you're there, say amen. 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 Let's read verse number one. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Let's go back to verse number three, and let's read it together. It says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, that's the reason why we're here, is because we want to know more about you and fall more in love with you because of that. Lord, we're thankful for everything that you've done thus far. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we had to, to worship you in singing and in playing. But Lord God, this is an awesome opportunity to worship you, to see what your word says and to love you more for it. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray that everything said, everything done, bring honor and glory to your name. Amen. Y'all have a seat. All right. Um, my name is uh, Buchanan Jackson. Um, uh, pastor Malcolm, our pastor, um, is actually out of town. Um, this is, he's been here 15 years, I believe, and this is the first Thanksgiving that he's ever been able to be with all of his extended family. He's originally from South Florida. It's the first time he's ever been able to be down there with his extended family in the 15 years he's been at Temple. So we're thankful for the opportunity for him to be down there. Um, so I, I'm glad he was able to get away in time with family. Um, so I'm excited about today and, and what we're going to talk about. Um, so we, we're in Psalm 100, and I know that probably a lot of us are, maybe, maybe you're already kind of pushed past it, but this was Thanksgiving week. This was Thanksgiving week. Thursday was Thanksgiving. Maybe you're in your mindset, you're already saying, okay, Thanksgiving's over and now it's time to Christmas. But I'm going to kind of bring you back today. And we're going to talk about the Thanksgiving effect. The Thanksgiving effect. And so to kind of get us started this morning, I've got two questions for you. Two questions. And so the first question is, when I say the word Thanksgiving, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? So kind of get that in your mind. When I say the word Thanksgiving, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And so I had some people, I put on Facebook, hey, we're, we were putting a special promo video together, and, and some of y'all responded, a lot of y'all were kind of wondering what it was all about, so you didn't come. But there's some people that went along with it, and this is what they had to say. First thing that comes to my mind when you say the word Thanksgiving is food. Family. Love. Family. Turkey and dressing and big meals with family family your reflection looking back on what i've been blessed with my family 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 grandma god 
Okay, so that's what they said. They said things, and that's probably some of the same answers you think of. Food, family, um, you know, I, I watched some football on Thanksgiving. Um, I, maybe you would even say maybe Black Friday shopping. Because to your mind, you're thinking Thanksgiving, that means that's um, closer to get, be able to go Black Friday shopping. Or what it was this year, I guess, Gray Thursday, because it's like 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. It drives me bananas. Give us Thanksgiving, and then we'll go shopping the next day, okay? So that was the, the first question. Now, the second question was uh, kind of centered around a, a popular Facebook posting. And what it was is there's, it seems like the month of November, some people decide to do, take each day and say what they're thankful for. Probably you've seen that before. You know, day one, I'm thankful for this. Day two, I'm thankful for that. And so this is November 30th. This is the 30th day. So this person would put on Facebook, you know, day 30, I'm thankful for this. So I thought, you know what? It should be easy for somebody to come up with 30 things they're thankful for right on the spot. And here's what they said. 30 things I'm thankful for. Um, Let's see. My parents. My wife. My children, Tasha and Keelan and Chris. 30 things to what now? My pastor. Jesus. 30 things, wow. My business. To be alive. Friends. Okay, retake that. (laughs) (laughs) My sisters. The church, church family. The University of Alabama. Life and health. My worship pastor. My faith. My husband. Daughters. Two daughters. My sobriety. God's grace. The Bible. Clothes. Good jobs. Freedom. Weather. I don't know. I can't name 30 things <laughs> off the top of my head. My life group. My house. I don't know. I can't name 30. <laughs> that my son is up in heaven. It's hard to name 30 things, I guess, unless you sit down and think about it. My dogs. And food. I love food. I'm done. Too tired to think of 30. Are you serious? That's too many. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, as you can see, it was incredibly difficult. No one came up with 30 things on their list. And I want to say that I especially love Miss Belisa and Brother Kendrick. Miss um, Belisa said she was going to kill me after the first service, but it's okay. All right. So as long as my wife is next to me protecting me on the way out, I'm good. And then uh, Brother Kendrick, I will say, he's typically not that cranky, but he was sick that day. And so it made for great videos, so I had to put it in there, okay? But uh, obviously, it, it was very, it's very, very difficult to come up with 30 things we're thankful for. But if we, when we think about it, it should be very easy for us to come up with more than 30 things that we're thankful for. So what's the problem there, okay? So what we're going to look at, we're going to look at two keys two keys to true thanksgiving, two keys to true thanksgiving. And they're all going to come kind of on, on, on two different words that were in verse number three. In verse number three, the first word in Psalm 100, verse three, is the word no, no. So the, the first key to true thanksgiving is we need to have awareness of the blessing. We need to have awareness of the blessing. We need to know some things. We need to open our eyes to see all the blessings that are in our life. So what do we need to be aware of? What do we need to be aware of? First, we need to be aware of where the blessings are from. Where the blessings are from. It says, James 1.17, Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Our blessings in life 
come from one place. They come from God. They are heaven-sent blessings. But we need to be aware of where they come from because when we see where they come from and who they come from, I think it changes our thanksgiving. I think we're more thankful of the things that we have. Not only do we need to have blessings, that we need to know where the blessings are from, we need to know what the blessings are. And what the blessings are. We need to be aware of what the blessings are. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything. How many things? How many things? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I know that sometimes we can look at the, the big things. You know, I'm thankful for my family, and I'm thankful for my job, and I'm thankful for my house, and I'm, I'm thankful for, for God's grace, and those kind of things. We can think of the big things. But what about those small things that God does? I was in Walmart the other day, or yesterday, excuse me, and uh, probably not a good idea to go to Walmart Saturday after Thanksgiving, especially grocery shopping, okay? <laughs> the shelves are a little bare. But we went, we went there, and, and I had to leave a little early, um, so me and my wife go together, but I'm going to have to peel off. So um, she goes one direction, I'm going another direction, I catch up with her, and she said, hey, I need you to do something for me when you leave. And she had a $5 bill in her hand, and she said, I, we found this on the floor, and as you're walking out, I need you to take it to customer service. Hopefully, you know, if somebody lost that $5 bill, maybe they'll come by customer service to pick it up. And I said, well, where did you find it? And she said, well, I went to, I was, we were walking by electronics. I said, well, why don't I go to the electronics department and I'll give it to the cashier there. Maybe the person will come back where they found it. So I walk over to electronics. I, I talked to the cashier and I said, hey, look, we found this on the ground, $5 bill, and maybe somebody will come back and get it. I give it to the cashier, turn around, and there's a mom and a little boy walking by. And the little, little boy notices a penny and tries to grab it off the floor. And she said, that's not your money. I don't know where your money is, but that's not your money. And I said to the, said to the, to the mom, I said, what are you all looking for? He said, well, he lost $5. I said, wait. So I get over there to cashier. I said, I said, I found it. And she was like, looked at me kind of funny, like, wait a second. And so I, I get it out of her hand and I gave it to that little boy. And that's a blessing. That's a blessing. That was a blessing to that little boy. But you know what? It was a blessing to me. Just the fact of, you know what? At that moment, God's saying, okay, go, go give it back. And when I gave it back, that's what God did. Now, that's a small way. But then another way, we, we, we um, I, said, I, I say we said goodbye. We didn't say goodbye. We said see you in a little while. Um, a, a, a dear man, member of this church, Billy Baker, uh, passed away this week. And, and, uh, and so yesterday, um, um, they buried him. Um, but me and Brother Jalen heard about it um, earlier in the week, and, and so we heard that it, it, was, it was not a good situation. So we head down there, Wednesday or Thursday, and so we head down there, and we get in there and start to tell us the, uh, the story of, of what happened. We well, had a doctor's appointment that day, and so he came, he, they had a doctor's appointment, I think it was like at 12 o'clock, and Deborah, his wife, said, you know what, let's get down there a little bit earlier. So they got down there, maybe they'll be able to sneak us in or whatever, but they go in, and, and he goes in, and he collapses in the doctor's office. And they made the comment. They said, if he did I just go gone? Okay, just a pop. Pop it. That's not. They're messing with me up there, okay? This is the third time. All right, so we go. Um, so they said, you know, if you'd have been with the light down the street, he never would have made it. So, so, so that moment happens. Then we go, in, we go into the ICU, and we start talking to Brother Billy. And, and, and he's, he's, he's sedated, but every time you talk to him, he'd squeeze your hand. Or every time you talk to him, he kind of wrinkle his face. 
One time we were, we, were, we were talking to Deborah kind of at the end of the bed, and his feet started to flutter. Just the little things to acknowledge, you know what, I hear you. I hear you. And then that day before he passed, every single family member went in there, and when they would say, I love you, I love you, he would mouth, I love you, I love you. Those are just little blessings. Now, obviously, that family would love to have him here, but I promise you, they're happy he's in heaven. But those are blessings. Those are things that we should be thankful for. That family can hold on to those moments for the rest of their life and say, you know what? That little moment, he said, I love you, or he fluttered his feet, or he grabbed my hand, or the fact that we just left just a few minutes earlier and we were having just for a couple more days. So we need to, we need to be aware of what our blessings are from and what our blessings are. But also, number two, and we'll get, look back at our verse, it says, know ye that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us, not we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So when I look at, at, at the word in here, it's the word his. Not ourselves, but his. And what we need to do in order to be more thankful or what I need to do, and probably you're with me in this, is there needs to be more contentment in the present. There needs to be more contentment in the present. I need to open my eyes to see where my blessings have come from and to see what they are. But I have to be content in, 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 in the present. Content in what? Content in where we are. Content in where we are. Philippians 4.11, not that I speak of respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, there would to be content. Whatsoever state I am. Whatever, whatever circumstances, situations, whatever your current place that you are right now, we need to be content. Because even if it's a bad situation, that could end up being a blessing. That could be that God is preparing you for the next step that he wants to take you to. You need to be content where you are. When I was, for, I've been at Temple Baptist Church for 11 years. June will be 12 years. And the moment I came to Temple Baptist Church, and I felt like God had already called and said, God, that me to be in full-time ministry in some capacity. When I came to Temple, I said, God, it's not just full-time ministry. I want to be at Temple Baptist Church in full-time ministry. And every single job I was ever in, I was always miserable because it wasn't where I wanted to be. I'm miserable in this job. Then you go to the next job. I'm miserable in that because it's not what I wanted. And then I got to the next job, and I was miserable in that because it's not what I wanted. And I think sometimes we get in a place, and all we're thinking about is the next big thing. All we're thinking is about what we don't have and where we should be. We need to be content in where we are. And, and, and as soon as I got to the place of saying, you know what, God, you have me in this place, is exactly the moment when he opened the door for me to come in full-time ministry at Temple Baptist Church. But I had to be content where I was. But not only do we need to be content in where we are, but we need to be content in what we have. We need to be content in what we have. 1 Timothy 6, 7 through 8. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be what? Content. Say that word. I know it's a dirty word. One more time. Let us therewith be content. Okay? Whatever you have right now, be content in what you have. You know what? You may want a bigger, better house, but you have a house now. Be content. Okay? You may want that bigger, better car, but you have a car right now. Be content. Okay? There may be several things that you want, but be content. Our society, I think Samsung says the next big thing. That's all we're thinking about is the next big thing. If What I have, I want bigger, better, more. That's what I want. But we need to be content. And when we're content with the things we have, we start to be more thankful for the things that we have. And we're more thankful about the places that we are. So those are the two keys 
to being more thankful or how to be more thankful. So that's the, high, the how. But what about the why? Why should we be more thankful? Why should we be more thankful? And it really kind of comes down to a statement. It comes down to a statement. Gratitude changes attitude. Say that with me. Gratitude changes attitude. Say it one more time. Gratitude changes attitude. Gratitude changes attitude. Now let me give you a couple of examples of this. If your current attitude is this, I hate my job. I hate my boss. I hate my hours. I hate everything about my job. It's a horrible job. I hate my job. That's your current attitude. But maybe an attitude of gratitude says, thank you, Lord, for giving me a job so I can provide for my family and give back to you. Do you see the difference? It's, it went from, you know what, I hate my job to, you know what, this is uh, giving me an opportunity to provide for my family. God has provided me a job so I can provide for my family and also give back to him. He's provided an income so I can return back to him in my giving. Maybe your current attitude is, my kids are being so difficult. Now that's a nice word, okay? <laughs> difficult, okay? I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Um, my nine-year-old's getting kind of mouthy, and I hear it gets worse <laughs> as they get older. Um, but he's getting kind of mouthy, so there are times when I want to shut that mouth a little bit, okay? Um, I have a six-year-old who has a tendency to whine a little bit. And I want to look at him and say, you're six years old. Quit whining, okay? Maybe your kids are being a little difficult. And that's your current attitude. My kids are so difficult. I, I, this is just frustrating. But an attitude of gratitude says, thank you for giving them. Thank you, Lord, for giving them to me to raise them to love and honor you. What a, what a great responsibility we have as parents. That it, first of all, our kids are not ours. They were given to us by God and we are supposed to return them back to him. We're supposed to raise them in the admonition of the Lord. What a great honor. Now, I mean, my, my kids, they may grow up to have, you know, they may have a, a great wife, great house, great car, you know, great job. But if they don't love and honor God, I've failed. That's the most important thing. I need to point them to God and point them to Christ, and that's my responsibility. And I'm th I thank God for the fact that he gave me my kids and gave me that responsibility to raise them to love and honor him. Maybe your current attitude is, my wife or husband makes me so mad. And that's another <laughs> nice word, I guess, <laughs> okay? Um, I love my wife. She does nothing to make me mad, and I do nothing to make her mad. But in a hypothetical situation... <laughs> Um, my husband and wife makes me mad. You know, she's always nagging me to change, and the guy's going, but you keep changing, you know. So there's issues, there's problems. My wife makes me mad. But an attitude of gratitude says, thank you, Lord, for giving me someone to help carry the load and be my best friend. Thank you, Lord, for help, to, thank you, Lord, for giving me someone to help carry the load and be my best friend. Now, if you're a single parent in here, you're a rock star. I want you to know that. If you're a single parent, you're a rock star. You know why? Because you're carrying the load all by yourself. There is no tag, tag team, divide and conquer. You're doing it all on your own. And so married people in here, you need to look and say, you know what, your, your husband or your wife is not a burden. There's somewhere, one there, someone there to help carry the load. They're your help me. And you know, you know your spouse better than anybody else you know. And what a great honor it is that that person can become your best friend, can be your encourager, can be your cheerleader, can be that person that you, you cry on their shoulder or somebody to 
to, to tap you on the back and say, keep going. That's an attitude of gratitude. Maybe your current attitude is, you know what, I need a bigger house. Or when can we stop renting and finally buy something? But an attitude of gratitude says, thank you, Lord, for providing a home for my family. A house is just a structure. A house is wood, insulation, bricks, siding, whatever. But a home is something so much different. A home is where my family is. A home is a place of security and safety and a refuge. Thank you, Lord, for providing a home for my family. Now, if you go out of here and you say, you know what, Brother Buchanan, that was a good message, and then you forget about it, then I've failed. If you walk out of here and say, Brother Buchanan, that was a horrible message, (laughs) and forget it, I've failed twice, okay? But what I want you to do is I don't want you to think about, man, that was a good message or that was a bad message. I want you to think about what can I do to apply this to my life. So I'm going to help you with that, okay? I'm going to help you with that. If you look inside your seats, not inside your seats, on your seats, that'd be kind of weird if you look inside it, okay? If you look on your seats, um, you'll find a card. you find a card, and you'll have something paper clipped to it. So everybody get those. <clears throat> and there are four words on this card, okay? If you don't know where your card is, it's because you're sitting on it, okay? It was in your seat, okay? So it says four words on there. I am thankful for. Say that with me. I am thankful for. And there are lines on there. How many lines do you think are on the card? There's 30. There's 30 lines on the card. And here's what I want you to do. Um, if, you're, uh, if you're married, I want you to take one of these as a couple. I want you to take one of these home as a couple, and I'll tell you what you're about to do with it. If you're a single or a teenager, get one for yourself. But what I want you to do sometime this week is I want you to sit down, either by yourself if you're a single or a teenager, or as a couple if you're married, sit down, and I want you to list out the things you're thankful for. And not just what you're thankful for, but why you're thankful for those things. And then what I want you to do is I want you to stick it on your fridge. Now, here's the deal. What's attached there is not a business card. It's a magnet. It's the first ever Temple Baptist Church magnet. And you came to church today, and you're getting a free Temple Baptist Church magnet, okay? The first service, there was like, people were like praising God and giving hallelujahs and stuff. They were excited about the magnet. Obviously, y'all have so many, obviously have so many magnets, y'all, y'all don't have to worry about it, okay? But, um, but I gave you a magnet, so there's no excuse. Um, so you have a magnet. If you don't have a fridge, find, I can't help you with that, okay? <laughs> find something metal to stick it on or do something. But I want you to stick this on your fridge. And here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. You're going to have a bad day. Maybe today's a bad day. Maybe it's not, but maybe tomorrow's going to be a bad day, or next week you're going to have a bad day, or next month you're going to have a bad day. And your, your attitude is going to start to change. And you're, start, you're going to start to have a bad attitude, a negative outlook, a negative perspective. And what I want you to do is I want you to go back to your list that you stuck on your fridge, and I want you to look at all the things that you can be thankful for and what God has done in your life. And I promise you, your attitude will start to change. And you'll start having an attitude of gratitude. Because here's the deal. Thanksgiving is a holiday. And it's on the calendar. But Thanksgiving is not just a day in the year. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. We should have a lifestyle of Thanksgiving. We shouldn't. uh, Christmas is coming, and I'm excited about that. And there's so many things about Christmas that we need to be focused on. The fact that, that God sent 
his son as a little baby in that manger. We need to we need to remember all that kind of stuff. But Thanksgiving needs to be a part of our lives every single day of the year. Because like I said, go back to this list. And when your attitude changes, that is when you'll realize the Thanksgiving effect. Every head bowed, every eye closed. <clears throat>